Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, super smart, wonderful, <laughs> hardworking, <laughs> and love of my life. She is my romantic symbol, my Aww. wife and co-host, Michelle. Well, thank you so much. And I also want to say thank you for for taking care of me when I don't feel well. You very much spoil me and I really appreciate it. Well, you spoil me all the time. But. Well, I'm, I, you spoil me every single day. So if I can do it one day out of the year, <laughs> oh, that's okay. And we'll talk a little bit about why she's bringing this up here in just a second. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we are recording this episode on Sunday, February 7th, 2021. We're getting ready to go on vacation. We will talk about that as well. This is exciting stuff for mm-hmm. us personally. Right. So uh, we'll talk, get into that in just a moment here. Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... We sure would love it if you signed up for our newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. Now I'm going to tell you that while there will be a newsletter this week, over the next week or so because we're going on a trip Mm -hmm. Uh, we may miss one it may be late I don't know I can't tell you for (laughs) sure but either way uh, there will be more newsletters to come so please be sign up for the newsletter and be a part of it it's just kind of another way to be part of the Hyperion Adventures podcast world right and we don't give your email address to anybody we just use it to send you the newsletter Yep, just give you some more information about what we have going on, what the Disney Dishes blog recipe of the week is, just various information that we think you might have some sort of interest in. Right. And I guess I have to apologize to the people who have signed up in the past or maybe signed up last week because I was supposed to send you some information to include in the newsletter. And it'll go out to you after this podcast. It will go out to you sometime. Sometime <laughs> yeah. soon. We'll get out that information out to you that we missed on this last one. But Sorry. Whatever. No worries. <laughs> uh, another way to be involved with us is if you follow us on social media. We have a lot of fun on social media. Please find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We also have a YouTube channel. Hopefully you're checking out some of these episodes on YouTube. Now I will say once again... We are getting ready to go on vacation. (laughs) So maybe the next two, three episodes, they may be a little delayed getting to YouTube. I may not have the five, six hours it takes for me to (laughs) actually put these things together and get them out on YouTube for you, but they will come eventually. And you can still always go back and look at some of our past episodes on YouTube. Right, right. And you do a great job editing. But yeah, I I think it's very understandable that some of that will be... uh, We'll be a little delayed. Yeah, but they will get out there. And yeah. if you want to find us there, just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit, subs- hit subscribe and you'll know whenever those videos do actually arrive <laughs> out there. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, you can always hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And we sure love hearing from people. We love hearing from people who respond to some of our topic and share some of your ideas. If you have any questions, let us know. And if there's any burning topic you want us to do a deep dive in, let us know that as well. For sure. We uh, love getting information from you, getting uh, input from you. And uh, the, the you know obviously, uh, social media is maybe the quickest way to do it, but mm-hmm. email is also a great way to, to contact us as well. As a matter of fact, we did get an email in pertaining to uh, last week 
week's episode, which was, of course, we talked all about the best of Disney mm-hmm. sports. Right. And we did get someone who didn't get their input in on that episode before we recorded it, but he wanted to be sure and get cool. his stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And that is from uh, Scott in Minnesota, who right. hits us up quite often. And he wanted to say, hey, Tom and Michelle, my top five Disney sports movies are as follows. Number one, Miracle. Everything else is distant, far away second. <laughs> it's so true. Totally understand. True. Uh, this movie gives me head to toe chills every time I watch it, even before I move to the state of hockey. He lives in Minnesota, as right. I mentioned. And the fact that uh, they used Al Michaels' actual call is the absolute best. If you haven't read his biography, do it. It really almost brings me to tears uh, every time. Kind of like you watching Frozen, Tom. <laughs> true very true uh i love that you played uh, herb brooks speech from the movie here in minnesota hockey is huge and herb is almost revered as a god as you mentioned he was consulted in the making of the movie but he never got to see it as shortly after filming wrapped he was killed in a car crash very tragic as a matter of fact there is a line at the end of the film uh saying unfortunately he never got to see the film but he lived it which is just a a wonderful short tribute to what uh what is an amazing coach who did a fantastic job, which we discussed in last week's episode. He went on to say uh, the movie came out in February of 2004, conjunction with the NHL All-Star game being played in St. Paul. Uh, He said, Joe, who is uh, Joe Titino, who used to be our boss. You knew Joe. Uh, He said, let me go to the game since we were part of the Ducks broadcast. Scott and I used to work together back at the radio station back in the day. We both worked on Anaheim Mighty Ducks uh, broadcast for a while. Um, he said they had a lot of fanfare for the team and Herb, who also coached at the University of Minnesota. Kurt Russell was there and said a few words about yeah. Herb, who he held in high regard after getting to know him, of course, to play right. a role. Um, so there are a lot of reasons for me to love this movie and I will watch it any day. Not just one of my favorite sports movies, one of my favorite movies, period. Thanks, yes. Scott, in Minnesota. I appreciate yes. your input as always. So Definitely, definitely cool. good. Yeah. So you know, you know what they need to do next is a curling movie (laughs) and you know i know you laugh at first i would have thought that was silly too but if you think of the last winter olympics with the american curling men's curling team that i think it'd make a great yeah i was actually i almost nearly mentioned that in that episode Mm -hmm. and um, once you brought it up here it came to mind again that that is probably the closest thing we can come to right now to being a miracle on ice (laughs) you know two volume two is that i mean curling not everybody gets curling. We love it. We think it's fascinating and a lot of fun and love the strategy involved in it and stuff. But but uh, it, it was an interesting story in that last uh, Winter Olympics right. that this American team that no one expected to do anything right. wanted to come away and, and win the gold medal. And it yeah, be, and started off slow. Uh-huh. and would yeah. be a fascinating story for right. sure. So before we wrap up our sports stuff today, well, we it is February 7th, which means that there is some super game going on out there that maybe you're having a bowl of chips while you're enjoying. (laughs) And, you know, I thought we could take like just a, I I don't think they'll give us a hard time if we take just a quick look into what's going on with the game. I think you can say it. You can't like host an event related with that name. But I I think it's a little sneaky what we're going to do here, but let's just see what's going on right now with that big game. Welcome back to the Republic Dome. I'm Chris Coruscant, here with Jet Dupree. If you're just picking up the holovid, what a galactic bowl it was, huh, Jet? <laughs> Before we head down to the sidelines, why don't you give us the replay? 
It was an uneventful first 12 minutes, but the Palooza Veractals really kicked it into hyperdrive with just under three to go in the first quarter. Yes. Johnny Ognatis fires one deep senator, Eunice Fall, for a serious game. Right. The Claws were then able to keep play action alive as Jerome Beckett snuck the ball into the end zone quicker than a drop spice shipment. Finally, some points on the board. Hmm. As the second quarter began, the Navarro Mudhoids set out to prove that they deserve to be here at the Galactic Dome. After executing some Navarro standard plays we've seen all season, the Horns made their way into Veractal territory, eating up the clock in the process. After a flop snap, they almost turned the ball over faster than Lando turned over his friends to the Empire. <laughs> a review scan of the hollow mid was performed. The officials determined they recovered the ball. Still a Mudhorn possession. Yes. Deep in Claw's territory, Joe Takodana drills it to Dio Sanders to even the scoreboard. Let's reach out to our field reporter, Berg Callis, for details on this crucial call. Yes. Thanks, Jets. So, Joe, it looks like the Claws were set up in an idiot's array defensive pattern, or as I guess you guys probably call it, the array pattern. <laughs> anyway, do you think that's why center Doug Fluky had trouble with the snap? I mean, if you even want to call it a snap, it looked like he was fumbling for a skifter down there, if you know what I mean. Nah, he, um, he's been so Jedi all season. Thankfully, he recovered the ball. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I bet you're going to buy left tackle Bart Starkiller a new T-16 after that recovery. <laughs> totally. That blaster bolt of a pass to Dio for the score? Yeah, I don't think the Senate could have written a better law than that play. Yeah, we practice that one so much. It's an Ewok route that keeps the play simple, you know. <laughs> Ewok. I love it. As in murder bear on the defense. No. It's a short route. Okay, then. Well, thanks, Joe. Back to you, Jet. Later on, the Mudhorns really turned on the heat hotter than Tatooine as they secured another touchdown, but when they attempted a field goal, Jack Dawkins came out with a huge play that looked like it would turn things around for Navarro. Yes. With the Veractals coming into possession, they have to make something of the time they have left. Mm. Agnotis connects with Enfys Smith for three more completions that led to a scoring drive with a touchdown deep in the outer rim to Beckett. A touchdown and two field goals later, and it's a one-possession game, oh, folks. Wonderful. The Veractals warbled and climbed their way up to the scoreboard ahead of the Mudhorns, 27-21. Brian Dickens led the defensive line like a carbonite wall blocking any forward progression by Navarro. Right. It's third and inches. Oh, Joe Takadano was just sacked for a loss of 12 pass, uh, yards. They're really going to need the force on their side if they have any hope of recovery. Huh? Wait a minute. The offensive line is still on the field. Special teams remain on the bench. They're going to go for it. Fourth down and 13, folks. 12 if you round down. <laughs> With seconds to go, the Mudhorns are attempting a play on fourth and 13. Takadana takes a snap, drops back. Like a Mandalorian hunter, he finds Rob Gromkroitsky and launches it into orbit. He hits it. This is the way. Mudhorns with the Hail Padme for a touchdown. Oh, Let's go back to Burb Callis for the story on the field. Thanks, Jet. Rob, it must be every Deveronian kid's dream to catch a ball like that, huh? Yes. Okay, then. Well, when Joe called that play, what was going through your planet-sized head knowing this was the last chance you had to win the game? Crush horns. Uh, your team is the mud horns. Crush claws. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, Chris, back to you. Thanks, Bob, and thanks to Jets for that scintillating playback. He's with one of the biggest Mudhorn fans in the galaxy. Let's head on over there now. 
That's right, Chris. I'm here on the concourse among the fans. There's a Death Star destruction level of excitement, and we... I am a fan of the football. Yes, yes, that's great, Niku. But I'm with my cellar, who's all decked out in Mudhorn's gear. No one expected the horns to make the playoffs, let alone win it all. Much like the Rebels in their Death Star assault, they pulled out a massive victory. Winning the Galactic Bowl is built on hope. I was so excited to be here. Ha, good one. That Hail Padme Pass has the galaxy abuzz from Coruscant all the way to the Hetzal system. I know. I couldn't believe it. I was holding my breath as it was happening. It's like time slowed down. And he caught it. It was magical. One could say that the Mudhorns force pulled the victory from the clutches of defeat. Thank you, Micella. Back to you, Chris. Thanks, Jet. And some light-breaking news. The unexpected Hail Padme Pass apparently cost the Hutt dearly. Looks like the Pit of Carcoon is going to be busy tomorrow. <laughs> oh. On behalf of Jet and Borb, from the Galactic Dome, may the Force be with you all. Okay, <laughs> apparently we intercepted the wrong transmission there. Uh, we thought, sure, we were going to the coverage of the big game, but apparently we went somewhere into a galaxy far, 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 far away, away uh, and intercepted something. But, uh, of oh, course, uh, great Bravo. job. Uh, the con- guys from the Conversations podcast, Pat and Charles, put most of that together. They were also involved in that was Rob, our great friend Rob, right. uh, from the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. We even had small parts in that, but that was really well done, so well right. written and so fun. It was amazing and we hadn't heard it before so right. this was our first time hearing it and bravo uh, thank you everybody who participated in that that was great i think michelle had the the random idea we were watching one of the playoff games right. the other day and she's like you know it would be great we should have pat and charles do <laughs> this in there some of their star wars voices right. you know, calling a football game and we we said it to them and they went nuts with it obviously yes, did such a fantastic job writing so it up brilliant. and voicing it so uh thanks again guys that was a lot of fun very creative and thank you also rob for participating right. in that as well so that's so cool i yeah, love it it's a lot of fun so hey by the way if you're looking for more fun like that please go check out the conversations podcast um they they delve into uh interesting topics within the star wars universe but do it in an extremely entertaining right. way as you heard a little bit of there too and of course there's always the jedi temple archives podcast podcast who I join Rob from sometimes right. and even you join it mm-hmm. you joined occasionally as yep. well on that show and it's another uh, way to just delve into some of the stuff that's going on in Star Wars getting to know what happens in Star Wars a little bit better dives into characters and situations and so forth right and all in all types of venues too not just the, mm-hmm. the movies but in books and etc so, so that cool. was a, that was a lot of fun that so. was amazing <laughs> <laughs> Great job, guys. Again, uh, a couple other things I want to get to before we get to our main topic of the week. First off, we we recover, we, we we let you know when Michelle got her first dose of the COVID vaccine a few weeks ago. <laughs> well, she just received her second dose of the COVID vaccine on Friday. This is Sunday that we're recording this. So we kind of want to let you know, you know, what she experienced so you can know when eventually it's your turn, what you might experience. So Michelle, can you tell everybody a little bit about <laughs> what happened with dose number two of the COVID vaccine for you? Sure. And I can share, you know, what happened to me. I, I've talked to a lot of people that I work with because I'm working in the healthcare industry. So, you know, other nurses and physicians who have gotten it. And it just runs the gamut between, you know, maybe very just a light feeling of, you know, just not energetic to 
a lot worse. And I think mine was a little bit in the middle, uh, you know, aches and pains all day uh, and just couldn't sleep because of that. And then uh, later on got a fever, mm-hmm. but more towards uh, a light fever. A wasn't light a, fever. Wasn't a oh, big yeah. One. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. a big one. I yeah. know some people have had a lot, like I said, a lot more intense kind of situations. It was just, you know, for one day it was pretty bad. I really didn't want to get out of bed. Yeah, you were. <laughs> You were pretty uh, achy yesterday. Yes. It was about, uh, I think it lasted, it seemed like it was about 24 hours from when the uh, the, the side effects, the symptoms kind of first kicked in. It was right. pretty much like almost 24 hours exactly from that time yeah, to when it much. really started to subside for you. And right. now you're doing much better today, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, yep. just a few little things that I feel, but nothing that is so... Um, bad as yesterday and I have more energy than of course in yesterday slept well. That's that's good. So So just kind of an idea of what um, you might want to expect. So you might want to prepare for that uh, when you do have that second dose of the vaccine. You had the Moderna Mm -hmm. uh, version. So the four weeks in between them um, and, you know, just know that this going in. Another thing we've heard and we haven't been able to confirm this, although we tried as much as we could, didn't Mm -hmm. you, is that um, hydration is a big key to mm-hmm. kind of helping you th- be some of the symptoms maybe be a little bit lesser. Uh, right. So you, and whether we, we can't confirm whether that works or not, right. but we'd heard that and right. we, we tried that with you and mm-hmm. who knows whether it made them a little bit lesser than right. you or not. But right. uh, we did try that and you may want uh, hydration. As you know, for me, hydration is a big thing That's for me true. anyway. So I would suggest it anyway, but you may want to uh, make sure if you're getting that second dose to go ahead and hit some Gatorade up, get some extra right. water in you before you go in and who knows maybe it might help you a little bit yeah exactly and thank you again for taking care of me um you brought me anything and everything i needed and i really appreciated it you made it so much easier i don't know what i would have done i hardly did anything she Eh, was she was fine Uh, i was a wimp i was a big wimp there's no problem at all (laughs) so uh one more thing and we just need to talk really quickly about the trip that's coming up for us we are leaving actually i'm leaving on tuesday Mm -hmm. um and i'm taking scott part of what inspired this trip is um as we mentioned previously if you go back seven months ago or so um you know that i went flew out to florida to pick Mm -hmm. him up and drove him cross country um well we are going back to do the reverse of that coming up here and that's part of why michelle is joining me uh in orlando later and that's why we are doing this this trip so i will be taking several days in the car and then i'll I'll meet up with you and then she is part of the trip meeting up with me later on in the trip and then we're going to spend a few days out in um the condo, your sister and brother-in-law's mm-hmm. condo out in the Space Coast. And then we're going to hit up uh, Walt Disney World right. for a, a few days and enjoy right. time out there, which is going to be really nice. Yeah, yeah. And looking forward to seeing some family out there and some friends. Too. Yeah. Yep, we have some uh, time that we have plotted out for some family. Uh, we know we, we just heard from Pat and Charles mm-hmm. in the Conversations podcast. We're going to connect with them out there, trying to set some things up with uh, Justin, Samantha, and the whole uh, Monday morning, well, there's the morning monorail now crew, <laughs> right. uh, and see if we can possibly work uh, some sort of connection with them while we're out there. But it's going to be a lot of fun either way. And especially, this is big for us because I was looking at some numbers. Mm-hmm. It's been 334 days since we've done anything Disney outside wow. of like, you know, here in our home and right. this podcast, uh, that was our Disney Panama Canal cruise. Right. And we got off the ship on March 19th of 2020. It's been 355 days since we last visited a Disney park, wow. nearly a year. That was a relatively short trip. It was actually a very short trip to the Disney California Adventure Park to sample their food and wine festival. <laughs> so funny. We did an episode of like, what to expect at the California Adventure right. Food and Wine Festival. And then 
couple of weeks later, it was, everything was closed. So you really <laughs> probably had very little chance to actually uh, experience it. That was on February 27th, wow. 2020. And we still have a lanyard with, so at Disney California <laughs> Adventure Food and Wine, you can purchase a lanyard if you're an annual pass holder. And it gave you um, like little eight little tickets right. and that, that you could use them for food. Essentially, you're kind of prepaying for eight little plates of right. food. So and you could make it turn out to be, you know, like a 20% discount if you use those tickets for the higher priced right. items. Right. And um, so we used a few of them, but not all of them. Right. <laughs> we expected we'd be back a couple of times before it was done, you know, and we just, well... Oh well circumstances as they were yes. we did not get it's also been 420 days since we last visited the walt disney wow. world resort uh, which was our holiday trip that was uh, at the end of 2019 we left on christmas eve as wow. a matter That's of right. fact yep. of 2019 to be precise so um i know uh, for a lot of you that this is kind of a regular thing that you don't you know maybe you go once a year maybe once mm -hmm. every two years but this is weird for us right. especially with disneyland being so close we are there right. often so it's it's strange to have been so long without Disney and we're so excited to get Disney you know outside of, obviously right. Disney is in our life every week but mm -hmm. to get back to a park and enjoy some of this some of that stuff right exactly and you know having some time together just to have fun and decompress from everything for sure yeah it's going to be great I'm very excited for it so as for today we have lots of stuff for you this week including it's award season and there are several Disney films and television series that receive nominations we'll tell you all about that and Disney inks one of its key writers and directors to a big deal and I'll tell you who that is and talk about that a little bit as well but let's get to our main topic of the week so yes of course with valentine's day coming up actually a week from the day we're recording this well maybe the day we're <laughs> recording this on or about <laughs> yeah uh we decided hey you know Let's look back at some of the most romantic Disney moments. I have. I'm a romantic at heart. Uh, my list yes. is very long. It is uh, not just five oh, this wow. time because um, I. There are so many of these moments that I love in Disney films. There right. are cute little moments that are very romantic, and I'm looking forward to going through them. But we know that Michelle's list is always <laughs> going to be the best list. <laughs> She has, she is, she is very romantic. She's wonderful. She's cute. She's adorable. She does the best research. She <laughs> please, has the best please. tips, but she always has the very best lists. Mm. So let's get to it. Let's not hesitate. Let's get to the romance. We'll find out who is Michelle's number five favorite Disney romantic moment. Well, um, you know, it's funny because I thought, Maybe the topic could have been five most favorite romantic scenes in a Phineas and Ferb show. <laughs> See, I did not put any Phineas and Ferb on my list because I specifically knew Michelle would have it on her list. So I can't wait to hear which ones you have on there. Right. And, you know, actually, yeah, I could have had multiples and I was actually pretty good with this one. I only really did five sort of but um anyways five. <laughs> quote unquote five, five yes um anyways I, there are a lot of scenes a lot of little innuendos between um 
Phineas and Isabella and Candace and Jeremy. And so I, I felt like I could have taken a lot of them. Um, if you know the series more, some are a little bit more vivid than others. But, um, you know, having to stick to one, which I did for this one, is really in the scene where um, Candace and, and Jeremy are floating down a river that Phineas and Fur built. Um, and <laughs> surprising. Yeah. Uh, and Jeremy is singing to Candace why he really likes her. And I just thought it's just so adorable and romantic. You but know, he never gives love. Every time he's about to tell her what he likes about her, right. something happens and it never, you don't hear <laughs> no, it. I know, I know. It, it's, it's so funny. And, you know, Candace with all her neuroses is just dying to know because she doesn't want to change whatever he likes about her. So it's kind of comical that it never does come out there. But um, like I said, there are a lot of different scenes where I could have selected from Phineas and Ferb, but I, I, I thought that one really kind of was cute because it in, involved a serenade it is it's an adorable scene uh, many adorable scenes between candace and jeremy and right. yes phineas and isabella as well yes. um but that's that's a great choice michelle well, thank you number five. So always the best number started five. off that way so. very nice thank you Love it. Love and it. what about your number five my number five is uh from the princess and the frog mm-hmm. and it's when ray appears to connect with evangeline after he yes. unfortunately meets his untimely demise right uh, near the end of that film i mean their whole little love story is just so cute it seems very one-sided obviously <laughs> right. almost a little silly you're like Really? you're singing to a star up there you're a lightning bug you're singing to a star but when ray dies you know it breaks your heart you know he's such a you know he helps him out so much and you just appreciate his heart and soul so much and then when you see you look up and they show like another star appear next to evangeline and it looks like they're almost holding hands right it is it, it, it wrecked me. Yeah, it always it's gets me too. so absolutely adorable. It's one of the cutest things. It's so romantic and I just appreciate it very much. Yeah, that is a great selection. I had it on my honorable mentions. It It is adorable um, and it just gives you all the feels, you know, that you could ever think about. Yeah, there's a lot of these moments that are going to be like if I, don't be surprised if I break up somewhere <laughs> during this um, because I break up at some of these moments when, when I actually watch the film. Some of them are cute and happy and fun because romance can be uh, a, a wide right. variety of different emotions when, when it happens. Um, but there's maybe a couple that really strike me at home, you know, because, uh, you know, a lot of it I put with Michelle and, and some of the romance we have and some of what I think about her and everything and Aww. how she's helped me in my life. So, um, Aww, likewise, so sweetie. don't be surprised if I <laughs> break down at any point uh, during this show, but that's my number five. Let's get to Michelle's number four favorite romantic Disney moment. All right. And, you know, I think maybe to going back to your last one, um, I had to kind of distinguish was romantic going to be something prepared that, you know, either one or both of the parties had prepared or was it just something that is adorably romantic? And I felt like it's for me, just going with one grouping was easier to kind of narrow mm-hmm. my list. So, so mine really revolved mo- mainly around somebody making an effort to put something to be together as mm-hmm. romantic. So it's one of the things I love about these lists when we do these five favorite things is the, it's the, 
you know, the topics are somewhat vague. I mean, there's a general direction right. they go in, but your interpretation of what romantic means uh, can be completely different than somebody else's. Right. So, you know, what you may see as romantic may not be what Michelle sees as romantic, may not be right. what I see as romantic, may not be see what your neighbor sees as romantic. So, True. Good um, point. It, it definitely brings up, and that's why we have a lot of diverse responses whenever we put these out to the listeners. Right. So my number four uh, comes from Disney Nature Penguins. Oh. And if you haven't ah. seen that show, <laughs> that movie, it really is adorable. That's it's cute. worth seeing. It, it, it is edutainment, um, but it, it really, it's more of somebody narrating like a, as if it was a story being told. So it's not like, oh, the scientists are out there and they're filming this and this is what happens. It's really more told as a story, but you get the essence of what's, you know, mm -hmm. happening in nature. So the, the lead penguin there is Steve. Steve. I was trying to remember his name. <laughs> Love Steve. Yes. And, um, you know, it, it, it really shows the struggle of uh, preparing to go through mating and, you know, dealing with rejection at times. And, and he was, he's a young penguin who right. hasn't gone through this before. So he's kind of learning just by, you know, obviously his animal intuition and right. how to figure this all out, you know, and, and, and doing this stuff. So it's, it's really cute. It too. really yeah. is. Yeah. So it's at the mating season. And so the, the way that the penguins, uh, society does this is that the males, you know, start trying to, you know, hold squatters rights for land and try to develop an area that would make good nesting potential and then try to woo the females as they come by. And so he does try to woo a few that just kind of like turn their heads and just walk past them. It's not, it's not a good match, but finally he does uh, get an opportunity to impress one of the other females. And uh, it what's so hilarious too, romantic and hilarious is as Adeline shows up um, and he's starting to try to do some moves, just throw in some moves. They, they bring in the song, I can't fight this feeling right. anymore. <laughs> Right. It's just precious during this. Um, but, you know, and then you do see how they do start to, you know, grow together, come to form a relationship in the sense that they have to get accustomed to each other's moves. How do they look, you know, and then their sound so that from then on out, they are forever um, mated to be able to recognize the sounds and the moves. So, you know, it's just cute. That's why they do the mm -hmm. dance and they do, you know, I guess their version of singing. But like I said, it's just so precious. It's real. And then they throw in that great cheesy song. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it fabulous of a romantic Scene. Yeah, and Ed Helms does a fantastic job of narrating yes. the whole thing. It's really, really well done. It's a good movie. It's a good family mm -hmm. movie. It is about a penguin family, and right. you know, this emerging and 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 while you know, telling as you said, edutainment, you right. know, explaining what happens during these seasons uh, for these penguins. It's really, really well done. I right, really enjoyed it. Definitely, it shows the struggles, the dangers. Um, 
you know, some of the the heartwarming things that happen and some of the sad things that happen. Yep. But it's, you know, overall, it, you, you're left feeling good about this yep. film. Very cute. Yeah. Uh, it's a great choice. Oh, thank great you. Choice. Thank you. So you have a number four? My number four <laughs> is from a more traditional movie, um, and it, which is a well-known movie. It's uh, many people's favorite mm-hmm. Disney movie, and that's Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously the ballroom scene where they right. dance and everything, that's a key moment. That could have been it. It could have been when, you know, um, when the beast decides and lets Belle go to try and help save right. her father. You know, that mm-hmm. was a very romantic moment and sacrificing himself. Sure. But the moment I'm talking about is the whole something there sequence um, right. from Beauty and the Beast. Because I think it's cute how there's this, this little playful aspect to it of how their romance is suddenly emerging right. at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little snowball fight. Uh, beast with the little birds all, right. all over him, you know. The gift that he gives Belle in, during that scene of the right. library and exactly. all the books and everything. It's just the realization that there's something there, like the song says, right. going on between them and seeing that love kind of emerge. And I think it's just it's totally cute and it's totally romantic i I, that's a great choice and you're you're right it really shows you know i mean we all love and can remember you know new love right something new starting and it just seems so you know full of sparks and fun and that that scene really captures Mm -hmm. all that really quite well yeah, it's the little dance that you play in every relationship yeah. when you first get to know one another, just like Steve and Adeline, his right. <laughs> nature penguins. It was a different little dance, but yeah. you know, the same kind of thing. So it's a literal dance. Yeah. Uh, so that's my number four. Let's get to Michelle's number three favorite romantic Disney moment. Okay, so my number three, I counted it all as three, even though I guess in essence has elements. Of three different elements to it. And that comes from the, the film WALL-E. And, um, you know, there are what I found to be many, but three that really captured my attention in terms of romantic scenes. And, and one is during the montage, uh, where he's taking care of her while she's on Uh, lockdown. That's cute. Um, you know, and it's, you know, you, first of all, they're playing the French music in the background, you know, and you could just see where he's um, going to do everything to take care of her to the point where, you know, he's even holding an umbrella while it rains and then he gets electrocuted (laughs) and, you know, things don't go quite the way he is wanting it to, but it just shows that, you know, he just is in total adoration of her and he's going to take care of her um, even when she can't take care of Mm -hmm. herself. Um, then the scene when they're floating in space together, um, he's holding a, a fire extinguisher to mm-hmm. make him be able to do some of the moves that Eve can do on her own. And, you know, where even the, they're showing simultaneously the scene inside the ship with their captains asking to find dancing. Right. And you see the description of that definition play out with Wally and mm-hmm. Eve. It's just beautiful. Um, And then obviously when they actually do finally interlock and hold hands, Mm -hmm. um, just all all three of those are Mm -hmm. killer moments for me of showing true romance. Yeah, uh, those are all great. I mean, Wally to me is such a love story Mm -hmm. and it's maybe my favorite Disney love story of all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love Eve and Wally as a couple. I think they're adorable. They're so 
darn cute. Right. And it's it's just a, a fascinating story uh, going through it. And um, it's actually on my list, but it's not. It's a little bit higher. Mm. And um, some of my scenes might be a little different than yours, so I'll save it off. Good, uh, good. Yeah, because the there so. were, like I said, there were others too that could have let, put in there. All those scenes were great and they could have made it onto mine, but right. I, I think I had an, at least one different one from yours, so I'll save that up All until right. it gets to mine. So great choice Thank uh, you. for your number three, three Disney romantic moment. Right. Three and three. And three and three. <laughs> I have two threes as well, and they also both come from the same movie, but it's a different movie from the one that you chose. My, okay. move, my two moments, 3A and 3B, come from the movie Tangled. Uh, which is another, I mean, we all know, hashtag real men love frozen, <laughs> hashtag also real men love tangled. Right. Um, my two are, one is probably pretty predictable. Actually, they may both be, but of course, 3A is the entire floating lamp mm -hmm. scene in Tangled when they're in the boat. I mean, it's the boat, the lighting, the song, it just works right. so very well. You know, on their original meeting, they were kind of too people looking to do their own thing. Obviously, Eugene was looking to, you know, he was all about himself, right. trying to get that tiara to, you know, you know, make his life better. Rapunzel just wanted to see the floating lights, yes. you know. She, you know, and this was the guy who could help escort her there since she's never left this tower, right, you know? right. So, um, just as they went through this journey, they ended up falling for one another mm -hmm. during the adventure, and then it all becomes true at the end as the song plays and they're singing to each other and. You know, at last I see the light, right. you know, and it's just so romantic with the lamps going up and the water and the, you know, both of their dreams kind of changed a little bit at that moment. Yes, Rapunzel gets to see the lamps and that's what she wanted, but she looks across and right. there's Eugene and she realizes she's in love with him. Eugene just wanted to, you know, again, make a better life for himself. Right. Realizes how special she is mm -hmm. and how much in love with her she is at that moment. And it's just really, really romantic, romantic scene. Yeah. That actually is my number one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of figured it was going to be on yours. I thought it actually was going to be higher as well. Um, but yeah, I, I really, especially where he pulls out a lantern to give to her to not just be able to watch the lanterns, mm -hmm. but to participate mm -hmm. in the process, you know, knowing that that adds another element of her enjoyment that he planned that out for her. And I thought that was pretty romantic. Yeah, it's very, the whole thing yeah. is it, wonderful. And uh, if you ever get the chance to see it, it's on the Disney magic, I believe the mm -hmm. stage performance right. of that. It had me weeping <laughs> because it's so beautifully done right. within the theater itself. Um, I, I just love that movie and I love that moment so very much. Another moment that I love that I find is very romantic from Rapunzel or excuse me, from Tangled, you know, with Rapunzel and Eugene, which is my three B mm -hmm. is that when Eugene cuts Rapunzel's hair, right. knowing that it was the last thing, uh, that could have saved him. Right. He sacrificed himself. You know, obviously Rapunzel could have sang her song with her hair right. and healed Eugene. Right. But he would not let that happen. He wasn't going to let her have to basically give herself into servitude right. for the rest of her life for Mother Gothel. In exchange, he cuts her hair. And, you know, obviously that doesn't end up, spoiler alert, <laughs> being, you know, he's, he is able to be saved. But he didn't know that at right. the time. He sacrificed. Going from a person who was all about himself right. to completely sacrificing himself um, for this woman that he loves yes. is 
the epitome of a romantic right. gesture. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you're not going to get much more than that. It'll be willing to to die right. for for somebody else to make sure that they they can live a real life. Right. Totally agree. That that was you know the like you said the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate demonstration of of love for her. You know, and the, during that scene where he's even telling her, you know that you know that she how important she was to him mm-hmm. and that his life changed because of her mm-hmm. um really i agree it's superb yeah uh it's such a great movie mm-hmm. it's it's a really wonderful movie the music's wonderful uh the entire story is great I, I love it very much so uh that's my number three let's get to michelle's number two favorite romantic disney moment all right well thank you so my number two comes from a nightmare before christmas um, there was actually kind of like two scenes. One, I, I just thought it was, it was adorable. Um, one I feel is a little bit more romantic, but the scene where, you know, Sally kind of puts together, uh, what we would consider like a care package for Jack, knowing that he's going through some struggles, you know, just shows that, you know, she's interested in his well being and, you know, that he needs to really just, you know, take a moment to really reflect on things and, you know, maybe refocus, but at least to understand understand that you know don't get so wrapped up in something that you're missing good things around you Mm -hmm. um but the true you know ah, moment is is at the end Uh spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie (laughs) then you might want to fast forward for just a few seconds but you know at the end where she is sitting on that you know kind of hilly thing and she has the flower and she's kind of picking it, doing that, you know, he loves me, he loves me not kind of gesture. And then he comes up and starts to serenade her Uh and saying how he wants to sit next to her and be with her forever. And it just is such a beautiful scene. And then they embrace and kiss. And that's the, that's the finishing scene of the film. Yes. So, I mean, to me, um, I just find that super romantic yeah it's uh, wonderful and was on my honorable mention nice. could have made my list and was on my there were so many things there's a reason why my list is long there were so many right. things that were on my list and got bumped off um like i could have i easily could have been a top 10 and i still would have been bumping things off right because there's so much great disney romance that's out there that i adore right um that it was tough there's a couple of honorable mentions that i really hurt to have to put them as honorable sure mentions. sure you know and and one of the things we didn't discuss and but was always in the back of my head i guess is that the lady in the tramp scene was probably one that was we would not include because it would be a definite well then i only have one number one in that case <laughs> no you can but i'm just saying uh, that would have been right i, I forgot obvious. to mention that at the beginning that, i mean a lot of times when we're doing these lists there's one thing that we know is it's the top and we're just not going to make it go anything beyond better than that. And so we would just exclude it. And I forgot to bring that up at the beginning. Yeah. Sorry. It was, it's okay. It's one of my number ones. And I'll just say it's the epitome of a, of a date night. You right. Know? And I think we all know that. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the, the spaghetti kiss, the music right. playing, they're so cute together. The nosing of Tramp of the uh, meatball right. over to her is just so darn cute. Yes. It's just, it's so great. And it is wonderful. It was one of my number ones. All I right. have a secondary number one right. and I'll get to that in a little bit too. So, so Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your That's thunder. That's okay. I have that. another number one, so, so it's all right. Good, and good. I understand you're, you're actually <laughs> correct. And maybe sh- should have been just assumed that that would be most people's number one. 
I'm right. knowing that it could have been there. So, so uh, my number two mm-hmm. is the entire love story of Carl and Ellie from the beginning of Up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is just the most adorable thing. Right. Their journey from meeting his children all the way through their marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It's extremely accurate to what many people go through in real life. Right. Their ebbs and flows, high points, low points. Right. They, what is expressed throughout it is their love for one another. Just cut it off at about the <laughs> 10 minute mark and it's perfect. They're, 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 their right. life is perfect together. Uh, and then because it's perfect together, when you get to that 10 minute mark and you continue to watch, it wrecks you. Yeah. It absolutely <laughs> wrecks you because I feel our life is so much like them. There's a reason yeah. why we have, you know, Adventure is out there at the end of every show. There's a reason why we had some things at our vowel renewal that had to do with up. Um, It's because we feel very much in sync Mm -hmm. with what they go through. And I think most people do. And I think that's why it's extra heartbreaking is that these feel like real people. Right. You know, they're animated characters. They look a little like animated characters, you know, know, but you feel like you live their life in different ways, obviously not exactly what they do, but you go through a lot of the the ups and downs that they go through in life in just this 10 minute segment. Right. And so when you get to that past 10 minute point, right. Ooh, it takes a while to recover from it. The first time you see it. And even the, Several times after that, I still can't watch. I mean, I watch it, right? But it still gets me to this day right. when I watch it. Yeah, so. agreed. You know, and I actually have it on my honorable mentions because I, I just had a hard time trying to describe what was the romantic scene. So I that's why I ended I just, up. I just took but, the whole thing. As right, I, that makes sense. That makes sense. And you're right. And I remember when we saw the screening over at the studios, mm-hmm. you know, and how we had the you know, um, the, the people who were involved in producing the, the, this story and how they said how that was a challenge to try to, you know, put together what the, the meaning of their relationship and then just destroy the audience, you know? Um, but you know, if you, you know, like, and I think that was my problem. The first time I saw that it just went so fast for me that I felt like, Oh, they, they just got their relationship going and she she passes away. Mm-hmm. Um, it took you a while to be willing to rewatch it. Because right. Even though you, you said it was a great film. Right. That it was tough. Yeah. It was tough to get through that first 10 minutes right. and how it just completely caught you off guard and wrecked you at the Right, you know, that right. Moment. And I think there was also other external forces of, you know, related to um, death and per, from a personal perspective uh, of that too that made it a little more challenging. But then when I realized, no, wait, I th- and you were the one that pointed it out, is that they actually did grow old together. It wasn't just like, oh, they finally got their life going and then right. she passes away. That if you really pay attention, it, it is, you know, fast forward, but they do grow old together. Yeah. So they did have an, an extended amount of time together. Right. Exactly. So. so. Yes. So that's why it is my number two on nice. my list. So uh, let's get, Michelle, you already talked about your number one. Yeah, my number one yeah. was Tangled. That's yep. right. The the, the lamp. The, 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 the lantern scene. Yeah, the where, floating lantern yeah. scene. Yeah. So, um, and I already mentioned one of my number mm-hmm. ones, which was, a, maybe as Michelle pointed out, probably should have been just one of those where you just, it's just an assumed Yeah, because I would have put it on. The spaghetti sure scene from wine, Lady in the my Tramp. My number one. Yep. Uh, my one B, though, is also from something you mentioned earlier, and that's from Wally. Mm-hmm. Uh, my one B, well, really, it's pretty much everything, even the stuff, the stuff you mentioned right. from Wally. 
um, everything involved with Wally and Eve and their relationship. But I'm going to talk about specifically one moment, and that is the moment that they're kind of in the garbage storage area mm-hmm. of the ship after Wally's been damaged. Right. And Eve is there frantically trying to find pieces to kind of heal him, right. put him back together, and she's quickly realizing that maybe this isn't going to happen. And right. Wally's telling her, no, you have to go take this plant right. and, you know, and, and fix your, go with your directive and fix right. things. And at that moment, and this is the sacrifice thing again, I right. maybe sacrifice I find is very romantic. She gives up what is her directive, what has been installed within right. her and changes her directive and says her new directive is Wally. Right. And making sure to try and either, whether it be to, get him through this or to actually, you know, just be there for him right. in his last moments. Right. You right. Know. Um, it's, it's heartbreaking, but it's, it's wonderful at the same time. Well, both of their went through suffering for the other and both of them changed their directive because his directive was just to be with her and try to woo her. And now he mm-hmm. saw that the issue with the plant is, is her prime directive so that he has to support that for her. Mm -hmm. And so he's willing to sacrifice himself to let her achieve that. And so, you know, it's, it was beautiful how both of them sacrifice what their goals were to try to help support the other one's goals. Right. And I can't even talk about the end where there's the little kiss. Oh, I know. Spoiler alert to the end of Wally. (laughs) Um, You know, it looks like, you know, she does everything she can to put him, when they get back to earth, she does right. everything to get, can to put him back together. And then he's just pretty much what the standard issue of his right. droid is. Yeah, it's kind of like a droid, reboot. His robot going around uh, doing things. And then she realizes, oh, well, while he's here, but he's not really here. And then right. she just leans in and gives him that little kiss. Right. The little shock. Yeah. And then he comes back. Right. Oh, and then, <laughs> I know. right now I'm getting wrecked. By I know. It's, um, it's such a it's such a love, wonderful love story yes. between Wally and Eve, two robots that right. shouldn't have feelings <laughs> that, you know, barely speak any dialogue. Right. But it's the most adorable love story. Yes. And, you know, and it's, you know, the other parts of that story, too, is just how they um, are able to engage with other people mm-hmm. and have others help support them and Mm -hmm. fight for them and things. So it's, you know, it's great showing that that personality Mm -hmm. came out, even though you wouldn't expect any personality to be in those robots. Yeah. Wally touches and kind of changes the, the life of many robots, humans, whatever, everybody he comes in contact with throughout that movie, um, their life has changed in a dramatic way because of Wally. It's it's so good. That movie is spectacular. One of my favorites. Um, We were just going to list our favorite Disney movies of all time. Right now, that may be, you know, it's it's often, it's, it's definitely my top right, five. Right. And it, it, it's often my number one. Right, yeah, especially movie. if you're saying, you know, something that is more on the side of romance or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So so we did get some input on some, from some listeners as well. And not a lot, but we did get a couple of key things. So nice. let's kind of see what they had as some of their uh, favorite Disney romantic moments. And we'll start with Jonathan and Camille. Nice. They hit us up often. They sent us an email and they said, Hey, Tom and Michelle, sorry we're getting this to you so late. It got in this morning. Not a problem. Right. And even if you do something, send something to us and we record before you get here, we can always uh, do it on a, a, a next episode right. or whatever. 
whatever the case may be. So uh, they said, uh, we understand if we if you didn't get it in on time. Well, luckily for you guys, we did. Uh, our list was stuck at 11. Totally understand <laughs> that. That's why the delay. Totally figured that out. Uh, we finally got it down to five plus an honorable mention. Nice. So a, in other words, a Hyperion Adventures podcast. Right. So, uh, they said, uh, Taylor, the tale is old as time seen in Beauty and the mm-hmm. Beast. That's a great yeah. one. Uh, when Kristoff tells Anna, my love isn't fragile. Right. They're, they're such a cute couple. Yeah. I, you know me. Hashtag real man love frozen. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. This is, you're wondering a couple weeks ago if there would be a list where I wouldn't have something from Frozen. Right. Right? Well, this was the one. I didn't have any Frozen. I know. This one, so, so I'm strange. glad that yeah. uh, Jonathan Camille could help us out with that one. Thank you. Uh, the entire marriage montage of Carl and Ellie, not mm-hmm. just the beautiful moments, but the hard ones as well. Right. Just similar yeah. to what I talked about just a few minutes ago. Uh, Wally taking care of Eve when she's powered mm-hmm. down on yeah, Earth. That's like, one you talked right. about. Very nice. And the floating lantern scene from yeah. Tangled. So all great picks. Uh, they said honorable mention the Bellinote uh, spaghetti scene sure. from Lady in the Tramp. As right. we men- mentioned, mention, right. maybe for, should have been a uh, foregone conclusion. Right, so, right. Boy, uh, they have good taste. They do. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Jonathan Camille. Yes. Great, great thank stuff you. there. Uh, finally, uh, from Rachel and Keenan from Part of Our World podcast, they hit us up on Instagram. I think this is mostly Rachel who handles their <laughs> Instagram account. Uh, you can find them at Part of Our World on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, uh, "Can robots be romantic? Because the flying th- scene through space." Yep. Uh, scene with Wally and Eve is pretty magical and romantic. And also the last scene when they hold hands. Again, yeah, stuff yep. that you know, we both mentioned as um, key ones. So that's that's really yeah, great. Definitely. So, so awesome. thank, thank you. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate your input. And if, again, if you want to hit us up with some of your input, we will... Uh, put it on a future show again. We're going to be out of town, so it may take a couple of weeks, but we'll be happy to <laughs> add them to a future show if you have some romantic moments that you want to add to us as well. Do you have any honorable mentions that you that you'd like to, to mention as well? Um, yeah, I mean, I think some of the ones we've heard. I mean, mainly like what you have said and what some of the listeners said in terms of up. You mm-hmm. know, definitely. And I actually thought, and I know that this might be controversial to some people, but um, the Ray and Kylo kiss. <laughs> Was hot. <laughs> wow. If Michelle says it, it's right. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, I thought that was was in you know at least an honorable mention. Definitely was a big moment. I remember everybody gasping in the right. theater the first time we saw that. It yeah. was a it was a big moment right. for sure. Definitely. Sure. Uh, whether it was romantic or not, I I could eh, eh, I could see it either way. But it was definitely a big moment. But if hey, if you say it's romantic, it's romantic. Right? <laughs> I don't know. You're the romantic out of the two of us mm, for sure. Not so, really, but I have a couple as well. I start with the uh, do you trust me moment from Aladdin. You know mm-hmm. where Aladdin. Um, you know, do you trust me? Right. Trust right. Me? I think that's just yep. kind of, it's just something about that. It just right. strikes romance to me. Um, Hercules choosing Meg over his chance to be a God. Right. I True. Mean, are you gonna go, <laughs> we talked about sacrifice earlier with, uh, with Eugene, uh, entangled, you know, right. but I mean, sacrificing your chance to become a God, um, for the love of your life. Right. Is, uh, that's pretty, pretty romantic. R- right. Yeah. Um, how about in Star Wars, the I love you, I know scene from Leia and Han yeah, that's in, true. in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Kind of a it just cute little moment, but I think it's it's really romantic in a in a strange way. Right, you know? right. Uh, finally, this is a really cute one that I love very much, and it's the little kiss Roxanne gives Max at the end of a goofy movie when, you know, he comes right. back and explains to her that, oh, you know, I wasn't really out there, you know, my father doesn't 
does it really no power line. power line no yeah. power line and everything and she you know once she explains it to her she understands and he's worried but she gives him that little kiss right. and, his, and he true. gives a little <laughs> it's, just, it's adorable it's it just is. a cute little true. romantic scene that for me true. so that is our look again if you want to share any of your favorite Disney romantic moments with us uh, hit us up and we'll, we'll definitely put them up on an up on upcoming show So we hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful and romantic Valentine's right. Day as best as we can this year and when things are still a little bit weird, but uh, that doesn't mean you can't still uh, show ra- romance to the one that you love. And, That's true. And there are lots of great Disney romantic moments and movies that yes, we, we mentioned that you, you, you may want to check out for sure. So uh, let's quickly get to our Disney stories of the week. I have two for you this week. I'm going to start with award season is approaching and with that came some great news for several Disney company movies and series. Mm -hmm. Uh, This from a Walt Disney Company press release. I'm just going to pretty much talk about the Golden Globes here. There were some other awards that were nominations out there, but I'm just going for the biggies. Otherwise, we'll be here all day talking about how many Disney award nominations there are. So again, this from a Walt Disney Company press release. Uh, Films and television series from across the Walt Disney Company combined to earn a total of 25 Golden Globe nominations for 2021 with Hulu Originals leading the charge with 10 nods, as well as the first nominations for Disney Plus since the launch of the streaming service in 2019. Cool. The list was revealed on Wednesday morning by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Uh, What got the most nominations was Nomadland uh, from Searchlight Pictures. It's Disney's most nominated title this year with nods in four categories, including Best Motion Picture Drama. The film star Frances McDormand is recognized as the best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama. Uh, and Chloe Zhao received two nominations for Best Director Motion Picture and Best Screenplay Motion Picture. So that's really nice. cool. Yeah, not yeah, your congrats. traditional Disney movie, but right. still within the Disney company umbrella. And I wanted to make note of that since they received the most sure. nominations. Uh, Disney Plus is home to a variety of nominated content, including season two of fan favorite Lucasfilms, The Mandalorian. Yeah. Yes, which received a nomination for Best Television Series Drama. While Disney Pictures' uh, Broadway favorite, Hamilton, (laughs) uh, also on Disney Plus, is nominated for Best Picture Musical or Comedy. And Lin-Manuel Miranda, (laughs) my man crush, is among the nominees for Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture Musical or Comedy. Congratulations, Lin, on that. Uh, Disney and Pixar's Onward and Soul are both nominated for Best Motion Picture Animated. So good for them. That's great. We love both those films. And Soul received an additional nod for its original score. So there are many more nominations. I just didn't want to go through them all because some of them are more... You know, you may like them, you may not. A lot of it's just Hulu content sure. or whatever. But uh, uh, still, you know, considering this was a crazy year for motion pictures right. in general, right. uh, it's great to see that uh, that uh, Disney and so many of the Disney uh, company umbrella content uh, was nominated for right. various things. No, it's awesome. And it shows that they really are, you know, strong moving into the online streaming service as well. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Also, one thing I wanted to mention, even though it's not a Golden Globe, Phineas and Ferb, yes. the movie, Candace Against the Universe, is nominated for, among other things, a Kids' Choice Award. Right. I think I you might that. still be able to go out there and vote for that. Um, so go do that uh, because it is a great movie. Yeah, it totally is. It's so cute. Yeah. 
definitely so. Uh, moving on, Disney has locked up one of their key writers and directors to a big deal. It's, uh, I was very happy to hear this. This from Deadline.com. The Walt Disney Company has extended its relationship with Black Panther director and co-writer Ryan yes. Coogler. We're, that's great news because yes. that is one of the better uh, Marvel movies right. for sure. Oh, yeah. So uh, they went on to say Disney has made a five-year overall exclusive television deal with Coogler's Proximity Media, which he runs with principals Zinzi Coogler. Zeb Oanian, I, I totally butchered your name. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, Ludwig Goranson, uh, Archie Davis, and Peter Nick. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kugler, who is working on Black, uh, the Black Panther feature sequel he will direct this year, will develop new tele- a new television series for the studio. Actually, uh, maybe a couple new television nice. series for the studio. Uh, the first one is said to be a drama based in the kingdom of Wakanda forever uh, for Disney Plus. Yeah, so that's really cool. I can't wait to see what they come up with for that. I think Wakanda is an interesting uh, place to explore. I think they can come up with a lot of fascinating storylines for that. Uh, The deal also enables proximity to develop uh, television for other divisions of the company. Uh, This from uh, executive chairman, Disney executive chairman Bob Iger. He said, Ryan Coogler is a singular storyteller whose vision and range have made him one of the standout filmmakers of his generation. With Black Panther, Ryan brought a groundbreaking story and iconic characters to life in a real, meaningful, and memorable way, creating a watershed cultural moment. We're thrilled to strengthen our relationship and look forward to telling more great stories with Ryan and his team, end quote. So nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Ryan Coogler had this to say. He said, quote, it's an honor to be partnering with the Walt Disney Company. Working with them on Black Panther was a dream come true. As avid customers of television, we couldn't be happier to be launching our television business with Bob Iger, Dana Walden, and all the amazing studios under the Disney umbrella. We look forward to learning, growing, and building a relationship with audiences all over the world through the Disney platforms. We are especially excited that we will be uh, taking our first leap with Kevin Feige, Luis D'Esposito, uh, Victoria Alonso, and their partners at Marvel Studios, where we'll be working closely with them on select MCU shows for Disney+. Plus. We're already in the mix on some projects that we can't wait to share, end quote. So, That's exciting news. Yeah, I think, uh, again, we agree. Um, Black, We love Black Panther oh, very gosh, much. We yeah. thought it was so well written and so well done. Um, I'm excited to see what he comes up with. A Wakanda series sounds fantastic. Right. And whatever. I mean, it's good that he's also going to be uh, very hands-on in what is moving forward within the MCU. Right. I mean, we're really starting to see on Disney Plus with The Mandalorian and now WandaVision, you know, that they're really embracing the that service and in the streaming service to have really high quality you know not just in the story and storytelling but you know in in the look of it and mm-hmm. how professional everything looks this is awesome yeah and that the, the, these um these television series uh can be important to the entire uh cinematic universe whether it be marvel whether it be star wars whatever the case may be that they can uh you know it's not just a throwaway television series that these really will lend some importance and uh some rich deep canon uh to the their various universes good point so uh very cool so that's it for the disney stories of the week however we never have an announcement oh michelle has an announcement (laughs) michelle always has the best announcements (laughs) can't wait to hear what her announcement is michelle please let us know what your announcement um just didn't want to let this go by but actually tomorrow if you're if you're listening to this on the day we're recording, uh, but on on Monday, February eighth, it is the twentieth anniversary 
of the Disneyland Resort California Adventure Park. Yeah, crazy to I think know. it's been 20 years, 20 right? 20 years. Uh, it had a very humbling beginning. Yes. <laughs> um, and it, it, it's a story that we've talked about in the past that really shows how a company, you know, may have tried to rush to something and thought anything they put out there would be, you know, would be embraced by everybody and realize, no, quality is what's going to sustain you. And they... They saw that and made the corrections right. to it. It is already one of our favorite, of all the Disney parks, it's one of our favorite uh, singular Disney parks. And right. when they have add Avengers Campus here coming up, whenever they reopen, um, that may just, who knows, that may become maybe our favorite or second favorite, whatever. It's going right. to be high on our list for sure. I was actually going to say, if there was, you know, on a, any given day, if I could only go to one park... That would be the park that I would pick, actually. It's really come along so nicely. I think it has a broad range of of activities, of food and wine. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just it. it, I feel like it really encompasses a lot of things. So, you know, not that to say that the other parks aren't wonderful, too. But if I could only go at one time. That yeah. might be it. We, um, you know, we go to Disneyland and Disneyland Park regularly, and we love Disneyland Park and a lot of the classic uh, attractions and everything there. You know, some of our favorite rides are there. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge mm-hmm. for Disneyland Resort is there. Um, but as far as the, the park that we enjoy the most between the two of them, right. it's, you know, outside of going to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, it's definitely um, it, right, Disney exactly. California Adventure Park. So. So again, that's it for the <laughs> Disney stories and announcements of the week. Uh, however, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And we always start with Michelle one, because look at her. She's gorgeous, <laughs> wonderful, awesome. The love of my life, my uh, romantic moment every uh, single day when I get to see her, but she you. also has the very best tip. So let's get right to it. Here's Michelle's tip oh, of the week. Thank you, sweetie. So if you're in, uh, enjoying Walt Disney world and you're on a multi-day ticket and you think, gee, I'd like to add a day or two to that ticket because you're able to do that at that time. Um, first of all, you can do that uh, as long as you're doing it before the last day of the ticket usage. And uh, guest services or the concierge at your resort hotel, uh, Disney Resort Hotel, can help you with that. But a couple things to consider before you're doing that. Um, One is the fact that, well, as I mentioned, you have to do it before the last day. And the other thing is now that park reservations are required, you will want to check to make sure your park reservation is available for the park you want to go into for that added day or Mm -hmm. or two days or whatever. So um, before just going in and jumping in and saying, yeah, I'm going to add a day or two, uh, you might want to do a little bit of homework first Mm -hmm. so that you don't purchase that ticket and then realize, oh, wait, I can't go back to the park that I wanted to or whatever. It's not available to me. Um, So just something to consider. And that's my tip. That's a great point. Michelle's tip. (laughs) Always the best tip. Yeah, definitely do do your research before you jump in and spend a lot of money on something that maybe uh, you You might might be disappointed. You might not find the value in that you were hoping for. So uh, it's a great point. Michelle's tip. Always oh, great. Thank you. So, uh, my tip this week. Well, I, you know, I'm going to go back to romance a little bit, and uh, obviously Disney is a wonderful place to take the kids. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's the family, you know, time where you can, you know, have those great moments, get together, have those great memories. I mean, that was Walt's goal from the beginning right. to build uh, some places where kids and adults can have a great time together. Right. You know, not his big thing was you know he he sat there and watched his daughters going on a, a merry-go-round, a carousel, right. and he just sat there on his bench 
expansion right. thought, hey, you know, I'd like to be able to take part in the fun as well. Sure. So that's why he built Disneyland and eventually the rest of the Disney parks. Well, that is very true, but it's also a great spot to have date time, romance mm-hmm. time. Disney parks are underrated for right. how much romance can be found there. Uh, even Walt knew that. He had, you know, started date night at Disneyland, right. you know, which was a big thing that he would put on the television for shows, sure. you know, as well. And uh, a huge selling point for them. So uh, I just want to remind you, it's just a really quick tri- trip, uh, quick tip for a trip <laughs> is that, you know, make sure and set some time apart. If you can't either just go, uh, with that uh, special someone in your life and just have a day at the parks or break away for an evening and have that special right. dinner because there are so many wonderful locations uh, to have a great romantic time, a great romantic dinner. It could be just as simple as walking around World Showcase right. together hand in hand, one of the favorite things we like to do. Uh, but we also have an episode focused on this, what we did uh, a little over a year ago that was uh, tips on how to spend a, a date right. night at uh, Disney Parks. Uh, it's episode 84. Uh, it gives you a lot of a wide variety and of course some of Michelle's best ones um, <laughs> so you may want to go and revisit that to give you some great ideas but just just my quick tip today is just remember that it is a wonderful spot to you know share some romance have a great day have an anniversary right. you know have a uh, you know a Valentine's Day uh, anything whatever just a regular date night um, take advantage of Disney parks because they're great for that absolutely that is a great great tip you know and you know kind of going along with that um, is going on a Disney cruise just as a couple, you know, and again, I think people think, oh, Disney cruise, it's all about family. There's going to be millions of kids and, you know, and, and I know we've talked about it in the past that it definitely is something that you can make more as a romantic situation for just a a Mm -hmm. couple. And so, um, yeah, you're right. Disney provides that, that romantic setting at any of their locations. And we have another episode based on that too as well. It was, uh, <laughs> if I don't know the number of it right off the bat here. I wasn't prepared for this, but it's, if you just look back for why a Disney cruise line is the perfect adult vacation right. episode, it, it kind of explains that. That's too. true. So I can go check that one out as well if you haven't heard it already or if you want to revisit it. So uh, that's it for this week. Next week, we're on vacation. Thank goodness, it's going to be so nice. Uh, but we have another list for you. That's because we're on vacation and we're actually recording a lot of these today. So, <laughs> Maybe we're not doing quite as much deep dive homework as we normally would do on an episode, but we're still going to have a lot of fun with it. So uh, next week, we're going to be exploring those Disney films that may fly a little bit under the radar. It's going to be our five favorite underrated Disney films. There are some great ones out there that maybe don't get as much notoriety as some of the other movies you can find. Agreed. So we will count down our favorites for that. So uh, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter if you haven't done so already. Please sign up for the newsletter. It's just another way to be in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Uh, You can also follow along with us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We do have a YouTube channel. Again, some of these videos may be delayed, but they will eventually make it to YouTube, and we have many of our past episodes out there on YouTube. Uh, Just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. 
hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to uh, contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Exactly. And the one other thing we like to ask is if you please tell a friend about our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the easiest way to get the, um, you know, the, the news out there that this show is something that you enjoy, that you think your friends might enjoy. Just let them know about us and that they can find us on one of these various platforms that we just uh, discussed. Uh, but that's it for today. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.